Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Alaska, a vast remote wilderness twice the size of Texas. There are dangerous, unpredictable forces at work here. In one of the most mysterious corners of the globe. A lot of things can kill you out here without even trying. This is a place hundreds of times more deadly than the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my God. Stories of alien abductions. I believe it was a UFO. The paranormal, vanishing airplanes, and strange beasts. The Alaskan Bigfoot, he can rip you in half. These accounts are really widespread. It peeked out of the tree right there. Have haunted those who dare set foot here. In the last 30 years, 16,000 people have disappeared without a trace. More people have disappeared than the Bermuda Triangle, two to three times the amount. Witnesses tell us their shocking stories. I was petrified. And we've gathered some of the world's leading experts in their field. I'm always after scientific evidence that can be independently corroborated. To try and unlock the mystery of the Alaska Triangle. The Alaska Triangle is one of the most mysterious and dangerous places on Earth. So few people live here, yet so many disappear. When we look at the Alaska Triangle, it's absolutely frightening. Ships have gone missing, planes have been down, people have disappeared and vanished off the face of the Earth. They're there one second and then they're just gone. And they don't find remains, they don't find any good reason for them to disappear. But in the Alaska Triangle, the greatest risk is taking to the air. More than 2,000 planes have crashed or vanished here in the last 20 years. And the disappearance of one plane, a Douglas C-54, has troubled investigators more than any other. Could the Douglas 
craft have flown into a portal. And is a portal part of the inherent mystery in the Alaska Triangle? I think what could have happened to the missing Douglas is probably one of the most important mysteries on the planet. What did happen to the missing Douglas? It's 1950, the year after NATO was formed. The start of the Cold War. And on January 26th, a Douglas C-54 military transport plane with 44 people on board took off from Alaska's Elmendorf Air Base in the middle of the Alaska Triangle. Two hours into the flight, it disappeared. How, in 1950, could a plane this size, with 44 people on board, vanish in the Alaska Triangle? It remains a mystery to this day. One man is on a quest to find out what happened to the Douglas. Veteran U.S. Air Force pilot Dan Hampton has flown over 150 combat missions, including in Iraq and the Gulf War. And as a veteran of numerous search and rescue missions, the idea that a plane could go missing and never be found goes against all his training and experience. He's now determined to find answers to the airplane's disappearance. This was a C-54 standard military transport, carried people, cargo, equipment, things like that. With a wingspan of over 100 feet, the Douglas C-54 was one of the most important planes in the U.S. Air Force. This particular C-54 was carrying 36 passengers, some military, some military dependents, and eight crew members. The plane took off from Elmendorf Air Force Base, headed east 240 miles of its first mandatory reporting point right on the border of the Yukon Territory in Alaska, a little town called Snag. It made its radio call over Snag on time using a VHF radio and then it vanished without a trace. This happened on the fringe of what's become known as the Alaska Triangle. That's where this airplane was when it vanished. The Douglas was on a well-worn flight path. But these were volatile times. The two great superpowers, the US and Russia, then the Soviet Union, were in a nuclear arms race, and each would do anything to get the upper hand. Remember, this is 1950. The Cold War has begun in earnest. Russia is in this mad scramble to face off against us ideologically all over the world. Alaska is only 56 miles from the Soviet Union. And the Soviets knew that U.S. nuclear bombers could be over their territory within minutes. The world was on the brink, and all eyes were on Alaska. Historian Sasha Auerbach has been looking into recently released government files from the Cold War. Nuclear weapons were the most powerful thing that the U.S. had. They always had more of them uh, than Russia did. 
and they wanted them within reach of the Soviet Union. So Alaska was the natural launching point for the bombers. They want every strategic advantage, um, and Alaska is absolutely the key to that. Elmendorf was built in Anchorage to protect the northern edge of the United States. It's equipped with all the latest technology, radar, strategic bombers, and fighters, specifically to combat the threat from the Soviet Union. We're talking about one of the most surveilled airspaces in the world at the time. This was supposed to be where America was most prepared for an invasion, where it was most concerned about Russian planes coming over. So the fact that they lost a plane with all these radio assets watching this whole area must have been really galling. What's also interesting is that this happened the same year that the U.S. was about to have its first operational hydrogen bomb. So I'm sure the tension was super high. The U.S. military were immediately concerned that the Soviets might have downed the Douglas. But when it disappeared, the Douglas was flying directly away from the Soviet Union. It would have been impossible for any Soviet fighter planes to get this far east without being spotted. The Alaskan airspace is not an ordinary airspace. It is monitored very closely, very carefully all the time. Why? Because it's sitting right next to the adversary of the United States, Russia. So every motion, every object that's moving in and out of that area is being tracked. After snag, there was no further contact with the C-54. Nobody thought anything of it, but about an hour after it was supposed to land in Great Falls, Montana, way down in the south, didn't show up. It was declared missing, and an enormous search effort sprang into action. At the time of the disappearance, the U.S. and Canadian armed forces were about to start a big war games operation. Now, the missing plane took top priority. They canceled the war games and put all those resources and people into this search effort. Confidence was high. The U.S. military in Alaska were experts in search and rescue. The Rescue Coordination Center at Elmendorf keeps busy the year round, including Air Force and Army search and rescue efforts in Alaska's vast inland region. 7,000 ground troops and 85 aircraft were deployed to help in the search. What this is comes out of the original Air Force accident reports. This shows the extensive, enormous search area that these 85 planes undertook to try to find the C-54. They end up searching about 300,000 square miles of territory, which is massive. It's a space the size of Venezuela. The scale of this is unprecedented. So it makes you wonder, was there really something special or unique about this flight that it had to be found? Was it because there's somebody on board that made it necessary to find it? A list of the passengers and crew reveals no one out of the ordinary. 
it was a routine flight. Perhaps there was something on board, a secret piece of tech, top secret information, evidence of some kind that the authorities wanted to remain hidden. Or was it necessary to find it because of where it went down? Disappearing right on the edge of the triangle, was it a sign of some unknown force at work, something more dangerous, perhaps, than any human adversary? deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Veteran pilot Dan Hampton is investigating the case of the Douglas C-54 that went missing in the Alaska Triangle in 1950. This was called a Form 14, and it's the report of the aircraft incidents. So what this indicates is they did not know the cause of the accident. They're very plain about that. Uh, they can't find the crash site. The weather was, was not a factor, and the last reporting position was over snag. The Douglas just goes missing. There's no distress calls whatsoever. It has just disappeared from the face of the Earth. But the missing Douglas wasn't the Triangle's first or last renowned aviation tragedy. In October 1972, a plane carrying the leader of the House of Representatives, Hale Boggs, 
mysteriously disappeared along the southern edge of the Alaska Triangle. People looked for weeks for any sign of the plane, never found any evidence of what happened to it. Now keep in mind that 200 planes crash every year in Alaska. You have to ask the question, how can that be? What is causing this? But the biggest aviation mystery of the Triangle has to be the missing Douglas. A thousand miles down the coast from Elmendorf in Vancouver, Canada, journalist Johnny Enoch has uncovered an unlikely series of events. During the search and rescue effort, there were over 85 planes looking for the C-54. That's when strange and unexplained things started to happen, leading investigators to believe that something wasn't right. There was something mysterious and bizarre going on. An airplane was participating in this search and rescue, crashed down here near the southern end of the triangle. In this particular case, they stalled, they crashed, nobody died, and the pilot walked about 13 miles to the Alaska Highway and, and everybody got rescued. On the 7th of February, another aircraft goes down. This time it's a C-47 in the southern part of the search grid. No fatalities, but again, what caused it to go down? There's always an investigation when a military aircraft has an accident, especially a crash. And in this case, they never disclosed what exactly happened. But the fact the military never said anything about it is suspicious. Just over a week later, a third search plane went down, very near to the last recorded position of the missing Douglas. But the fourth plane to crash was the most significant, and this wasn't one of the search planes. It was twice as big as a Douglas, with a cost of over $4 million. That's over $40 million in today's money. On February 14th, the last in this bizarre string of occurrences happens. A B-36, which is a nuclear bomber, takes off from Eielson Air Force Base north of Elmendorf, and it's heading for Fort Worth, Texas, nonstop. The nuclear bomber was on an exercise, simulating a strike against the Soviets. Keep in mind that we're talking about a period before the invention of the intercontinental ballistic missile. If you're going to deliver nuclear weapons on target, uh, the only way to do it is via long-range bomber. And most of the Soviet Union and the targets they want to reach are quite far away, so they have to test these things. The B-36 flew out west over the Pacific before turning back into the Triangle, with the coast in sight as it was returning towards Juneau the plane lost all power. The Mark IV atomic bomb was jettisoned into the ocean. The airplane then crashed into Mount Kolaget in British Columbia. The plane goes down and is lost, along with the nuclear weapon and several thousand pounds of conventional explosives as well. The bomb was never found. It was the first loss of a nuclear bomb in history. The American military planners, of course, worried about the loss of such aircraft. I mean, these are very, very valuable assets. There's always the fear that anything lost is something that the Soviets are going to recover, and they're going to make every effort to keep it out of the public news. And a lot of the information we have about these 
disasters really only became available when the records were declassified, so it remained a mystery for quite some time. Four airplanes lost within a 30-day period, including a frontline nuclear bomber. What is going on inside the Alaska Triangle? Hostile Soviet activity is ruled out. The military had to start considering other possibilities. The first thing that leaps to mind is some sort of electromagnetic interference with the magnetic navigation instruments on board. That's all they had. Alaska is not just remote, it's northerly. In that part of the world, there's all kinds of strange magnetic forces at play that you don't see anywhere else. I think the presence of strange electromagnetic and gravitational anomalies could be the reason for many of the instrument failures and plane crashes plaguing the Alaska skies. This is up near the pole. I've flown up there. I've had my magnetic-based backup instruments go crazy. Thank goodness I didn't have to rely on them like these guys did. That's all they had. And if you encounter a variation in the electromagnetic field, it's going to cause your compass to do this. And if you're trying to navigate and steer from it, you can see the problem. You don't really know where you're going. So the long history of air crashes in the Alaska Triangle could be down to unusual and extreme electromagnetic forces. The Douglas could have got lost, run out of fuel, and crashed. But if this happened, then surely the plane would have been found. So the fundamental question remains, where is the Douglas? Disappearances in the Alaska Triangle are frighteningly commonplace. But there's one incident that haunted the US military for more than 70 years. 44 military personnel gone without a trace. In one of the big mystery disasters of the US Air Force, the plane vanished. Why has the Douglas never been found? Some who have been researching the case have come up with a disturbing theory. I do think the Douglas incident could have been intervention by a UFO. Jesse Desmond is the Alaskan state director for MUFON, the mutual UFO network. Alaska is a great place for UFOs because we have this vast amount of space and very few people, which means that they can do stuff without a whole lot of onlookers. In 2003, there was a reported sighting of a whole mass of UFOs in a deserted area just 200 miles south of Fairbanks. Now, Jesse has found a close link between UFOs and the military. Alaska UFOs really kind of started with World War II because we had a couple of sightings over the Bering Sea. These were recorded by crewmen on military boats. We had all these radar sites and the military used those to detect UFOs over Alaska airspace. And then we had waves of UFO sightings all over the state. 
One of the most famous was in 1986, when the crew of a Japanese airline flight witnessed two UFOs trail their plane right in the middle of the Alaska Triangle. Is there a link with the missing Douglas? A top-secret intelligence report from February 10th, 1950, reveals that UFOs were stalking U.S. naval planes just days before the Douglas vanished. The first of these encounters was above the naval air station of Kodiak, only 250 miles southwest of the Douglas's departure point in Anchorage. MUFON investigator Jeremy Ray has been analyzing the reports. Shortly before the disappearance of the Douglas aircraft, there was a Navy pilot that witnessed a UFO. This UFO was clocked on radar going 1,800 miles per hour, and during that time, we didn't have anything that could go that fast, so I find it very interesting. The plane's radar operator reported the strangest interference he had ever seen. The control tower was in a state of panic. There should have been no other aircraft in the area. Suddenly, the UFO vanished, only to reappear two hours later trailing the Navy plane. It followed the aircraft for some minutes before vanishing once more. The Navy chiefs issued a top secret report to the highest levels of the US government. Journalist and researcher Andrew Goff has been on the trail of this report. The 1950s report was so important that 36 copies of the Navy's detailed analysis was sent to various security agencies, such as the FBI, the CIA, the Air Force Intelligence, and even the Department of State. This document about the Kodiak UFO encounter never saw the light of day until the 1970s, when a Freedom of Information request forced the U.S. authorities to release a redacted version. This strikes me as yet another government cover-up. They know what's going on, and they are not going to let the public know because they are afraid that they won't be able to handle it. The Kodiak encounter happened just four days before the Douglas disappeared. Two days after the disappearance came another sighting, and this one takes us right back to Elmendorf. There was a report of a UFO above Elmendorf Air Force Base, and what's really interesting about this is that that's the same Air Force Base that the Douglas aircraft flew out of. An Elmendorf commander spotted three orange objects above the airbase. They hovered at around 25,000 feet. Then, they mysteriously vanished. Now, a lieutenant colonel, of all people, sees something so bizarre, so unusual, that he has to file an unidentified flying object report. That must have been something really weird. There are some who do now believe that the Douglas could have been taken by a UFO. Jeremy Ray thinks the answer could lie in the use of a tractor beam, a super strong energy beam which can pull anything else towards it. It is possible that the Douglas 
could have been controlled by a UFO, maybe pulled in by a tractor beam. That is kind of possible due to all the reports that we've heard about of pilots reporting UFOs taking control of the aircrafts. In 1948, in Kentucky, in what is known as the Mantell Incident, a young pilot was killed after losing control of his aircraft while pursuing a UFO. In 1958, in Snag, the very area where the Douglas was last recorded, two men out on a moose hunt reported a metallic oval UFO hovering above a marsh. The theory goes that the C-54 was overpowered by superior technology, and that's why the plane's never been found. Over the years, there have been all kinds of unusual happenings in the Alaska Triangle, from bizarre paranormal activity to sightings of monstrous beasts in the lakes and forests. But the disappearance of one aircraft in the skies of the Triangle could be the strangest of them all. Could an airplane really be taken by a UFO? There's one famous case from Australia where this has been suggested as a genuine possibility. What I have here is the transcript in one of the world's most famous UFO cases, Frederick Valentich, October 1978, Australia. The pilot has taken off at 0906 minutes, and all of a sudden, things go a little strange. He describes that there's something about a thousand feet above him, and he can't identify it. It's moving really quickly. It's got a green light and sort of metallic. It's all shiny on the outside. You know, the air traffic controllers have no response for that. They have no idea what that could be. This goes on for about six minutes. And finally, the last thing he says at 0911, that strange craft is hovering on top of me again. It's hovering and it's not an aircraft. In the transmission, the last thing that's heard is the sound of clashing metal. Was this the sound of that unidentified flying object attaching itself to Frederick's plane? Is that why it disappeared? Is this why the Douglas aircraft also disappeared? But a few weeks after the Douglas disappeared in Alaska, there were strange signs that the plane might still be out there. On the 2nd of February, faint radio signals were heard. This is what had the search teams continuing to hold out hope that they were going to find the C-54. So for example, here's a story from February 1st out of Whitehorse, Yukon Territory, which is right around the, the first of the main search areas, that uh, you had faint radio signals on the distress band, which raised hopes that this C-54 uh, was going to turn up. Um, and there were 44 people on board, so they really wanted to find this plane. People could hear chatter of people talking, but not able to make out what they were saying. And it wasn't just in one location, it was scattered around the area. You can't pinpoint where they're coming from. Can you imagine hearing these voices? You're struggling to make out what they're saying, but it's too distorted, it's too distant. 
it's kind of human sounding. You recognize that, but there's something just wrong about it. Imagine how eerie that must have been for the people who were picking this up. The radio messages continued to taunt the search teams for days after the Douglas's disappearance. But gradually, they became more distant. Far away voices, magnetic anomalies. This evidence has led some experts to come up with a startling idea. One of the theories about what happened to the Douglas is that it flew into a portal which is a gateway to another dimension where time and space are different from ours. If you think for a moment that this plane could have flown into a vortex, into a portal, then what you're faced with is the possibility that you're hearing sounds coming back from another dimension. Vortices are created by powerful planetary electromagnetic forces. My theory about what could have happened to the missing Douglas is that a portal could have opened up that was powered by the Alaska Triangle, causing it to travel into another dimension or another universe somewhere out there in the multiverse, causing it to disappear altogether, and I don't think it will ever be found. Could those distant, garbled voices really have been Mayday calls from the crew of the Douglas, trapped in another dimension? The theory goes back to the huge amount of electromagnetism in the air. Mike Ricksecker is a paranormal investigator who's been studying the effects of electromagnetism for many years. I'm really fascinated about how the energy is connected around the globe because I believe that we all as people are interconnected and we are connected with the universe. For Mike, vortices are a part of this interconnection. A vortex is energy from the Earth's core that has risen to the surface and it can affect electronic equipment which if it swells up into the air it can affect an airplane, throw it off course, cause it to crash, and there's even theories about it being swept up into another dimension. So maybe a vortex in the triangle could cause planes to crash and even to disappear. But is there any real evidence of a vortex? The best comes not from planes, but ships, and from an area far to the south. These vortices can affect objects that are even larger, like ships. You hear about these disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle and ships that have gone down there or completely missing. The Bermuda Triangle is a vortex. One witness says that's exactly what he encountered when making a routine flight across these waters. Bruce Gernon has flown the skies over Miami for over 50 years. But he's had one flying experience unlike any other. I'm the only living person to fly through a vortex. Most people probably can't believe it, and I find it hard to believe myself. Bruce's story begins on December 4th, 1970, when he was flying on the southern edge of the Bermuda Triangle. We took off right here from Andros at 3 o'clock. 100 miles east of Miami. And this big horizontal tunnel formed. 
And when I entered the mouth of it, something amazing happened instantly. These lines formed, and they were rotating counterclockwise, very slowly. I realized I was actually seeing the fabric of space and time. When Bruce entered the vortex, he was still far to the east of Miami. But in just seconds, he found himself flying above the city. I was in this dull gray fog and, uh, and then went to bright blue and, and I could see below me, there it was, the city of Miami Beach, right below me. As soon as we touched down, I checked my time and the flight had only taken 47 minutes. That doesn't make sense. I had made this flight at least a dozen times previously and it always took an hour and 20 minutes. I had just witnessed something that was incredible that I didn't quite understand, but I knew I would, I would never forget about it. When we landed, we would always fill up the airplane and top it off. Here's the actual gas receipt here, and it shows you the exact date, November 4th, 1970. And as you can see, we only took on 29 gallons. And it always would take at least 40 gallons of fuel. And it helps explain that something incredible really did happen. If there is a vortex in the Bermuda Triangle, it could explain one of its most famous incidents. The story of Flight 19. This is the classic Bermuda Triangle story. English journalist Jerry Glover has been looking into the facts behind this famous event. Flight 19 was a US Air Force squadron, a training squadron. It flew out from Fort Lauderdale in Florida in December 1945 on a bombing practice run. Five Avenger aeroplanes, 14 men altogether. They flew east and after several hours, all transmissions from them ceased and the flight completely disappeared. Just a few hours after this, in the early evening, a boat plane with 13 men was sent up in search of them. That plane too disappeared with no explanation at all. Something like 300 boats and planes were sent out in search of Flight 19, but no trace of them was ever found. The whole event has been a mystery ever since. What happened to Flight 19? in the Bermuda Triangle may never be explained. But it goes to show that in places like these, planes can completely disappear and without a trace. Even though the Bermuda Triangle is much more well-known around the world, it's striking that uh, in recent years, we have come to find out more about the existence of a possible Alaska Triangle due to the resemblance between mysterious cases of disappearances that have taken place in that area. These are all reminiscent of famous Bermuda Triangle cases. From the safety of the ground, Bruce is looking at a simulation of the Douglas's flight through a portal. He's curious to know if it bears any relation to his own experience. What I'm looking at here is an animated video of what maybe the Douglas experienced in Alaska. And it shows it flying through the tunnel. It looks very realistic. It's starting to reach the very end of the tunnel. It's almost at the end now, but it looks like it may have just disappeared before it reached the end. 
This could be the same tunnel that I've moved through. It's almost identical. So who knows, maybe the same thing happened to the Douglas that happened to me. Traveling through space and time is now something that even NASA has been investigating. In 2011, a NASA space probe was launched containing four spinning gyroscopes. Over time, the axes drifted, enough to show that time and space are woven together. This went a long way to confirming the science behind space-time vortices. Could the Douglas craft have flown into a portal? And is a portal part of the inherent mystery in the Alaska Triangle? If there was a portal in the Triangle, it could explain more than just the disappearance of the Douglas. It could explain the mystery of the Alaska Triangle itself. Whether the Douglas vanished into a portal or was abducted by UFOs, the case of the missing Douglas remains open and unsolved. This mystery has taunted the U.S. authorities since the plane vanished 70 years ago. Or could there be some in authority who know more than they're letting on? There are a variety of reasons as to why governments be willing to cover up the activity that happens in locations such as the Alaska Triangle. You, know, you have all these planes that go missing, people that go missing, it's possible ET activity. You know, and there's also the electromagnetic activity of the vortices that they themselves may be trying to harness tests and experiments that they may be doing out there that they don't want other people to know about. There is a lack of information being released about the incident of the Douglas aircraft disappearance. And this has led some to suspect a conspiracy. There's a deeper horror behind some of these stories that they don't want people to necessarily know. But for now, the answer to the puzzle remains hidden. This is what's called an action copy. It's just a standard conclusion to any investigation that occurred in 1950. This is the summation of the search and rescue effort for the C-54. And you can see that on the 23rd of February, 1950, the search for the missing C-54 aircraft is discontinued. To this day, the original C-54 has never been found. 85 aircraft, tens of thousands of military personnel searching 400,000 square miles. Not a trace. It's as if it vanished into thin air. There's clearly more to the mystery of the missing Douglas than meets the eye. The Alaska Triangle doesn't give up its secrets easily. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.